Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello there and welcome to the show. It's brought to you along with Levi Solicitors, who will give you a 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Dan Moylan here, along with Michael Normanson and Rob Conlon today for the weekly show. Hello. Um, Ad-free. Um, you can get all these podcasts ad-free. Uh, priority access to the match ball when that returns in uh, in December, nearly in Christmas. Got a little bit of time off now, haven't we, gentlemen? Talking about TSB Plus, by the way, if you want to have a look at that, the squareball.net forward slash plus, our members package, loads of perks, discounts on merch, early access, and so on. No increase in price, despite being award-winning. Oh, yes. Yeah, there is that. I mean, we might start. We might start really gouging people on it. 40 quid a month. <laughs> the squareball.net. I'll do that Sky, Sky do, just keep hiking the prices. Exactly. Um, the squareball.net forward slash plus. We do need to say thanks again for that. If you missed propaganda earlier in the week, we said thanks for our award. Do you want to go get it? Because I can't be trusted. Oh, fine. Is that your phone that's making noises as well? Correct, yep. Award winning. <laughs> that does that does still work despite you dropping a brick on it. There you uh, go. There we go. Look at that. Boom. There is there is the award. It's nice, isn't it? It is there. And it's in focus as well if you're looking at the video version just about. Lovely stuff. Yep. It's nice and solid. So thank you again if you did take the time to vote for us. Uh, we really appreciate it. We're completely blown away by winning it, weren't we? I remember. I mean, our award was given out late. Like the, the awards started at 6.30. We've been we had four pints before we got to the awards, haven't we? In the afternoon, yeah, steady. Got got to the awards at six thirty for the champagne reception, and the awards themselves started at seven, and it was free booze on the table, and our award was eleven o'clock. So you can kind of do the maths on it. Yeah, it was a long, it was a long old stint, wasn't it? But um, but I remember when we at the moment when it was announced, and I realised because obviously there's something along the lines of they couldn't beat Fulham, but they couldn't do it, and I went, it's us, it's us, and went, it's the square ball, and I remember I, just, I think I looked at you and went, fuck. <laughs> Like that, and we went up and got it, and blathered some words out on stage, and um, and got the hell out of there. But that was nice, wasn't it? It was very good. It, it was, was very good. nice. So thank you, thanks for letting us have another brilliant moment, and hopefully uh, we will carry on making you happy and doing stuff for you like this that you will enjoy. This is the weekly show, part one of which is the news, the Leeds United news, and that there is Leeds United news despite the season having now packed up and uh, gone off to Qatar for a bit. We've got a friendly to look forward to versus Real Sociedad on December the sixteenth. That's the Friday just before. Christmas is you know, sort of colloquially known as, as Mad Friday, isn't it? Mm. Or Black Eye Friday. Yep. Potentially. I mean, it's Diego Urente's testimonial. Yep. So uh, it's the plate he'll, be, he'll be handing them out. The Urente plate, vase, shield. Either way, it's getting, it's getting broken. <laughs> um, yeah. Have you bought a ticket yet? No, not yet. No, I probably will go. I have got one. I just think a month off, you're going to have the yeah. sort of craving for it, aren't you, eventually? 20 yeah. quid. I did mm. go. 
15 would have been enough. I must admit, I told some friends to get me to get me one without realising the 20 quid. I was like, oh, right, okay, cool. But yeah, everyone's been going to be starved of it, aren't they, by then? And the good news is it will give us an opportunity to sell a magazine because we, we were doing a, a kind of an interim no no league game to sell yeah. it out magazine. So yeah. so this is issue four of this season. Which yeah. will, is it going to go out to subscribers, um, but it'll give us the game to sell it out? And is it, is it going to be girthier as well? I mean, Rob's been working on it more than me, but yeah, I believe it's got... I mean, you say working on it, we should probably write it, but yeah, it's going to okay. be bigger. More work, which we have definitely done. Slightly bigger. Is it going to have a spine? I think it's going to have a slight spine. It's going to be yes. beautiful. It's going to be brilliant. It's going to be definitely finished soon. Yeah, I mean, in most walks of life, spine, good. Mm. One of those. Keeps you upright. It does. It does. <laughs> Stops you flopping on the floor like a, a little puddle of jelly. So that's, um, so that's good. I'm just looking at the date of this Real Sociedad um, game. It is between the two World Cup semi-finals, which are on the 13th, 14th, the Tuesday, Wednesday, and then the um, the third-place playoff is the Saturday. Is there a more pointless thing than a third-place playoff? Nobody, it. No nobody wants it. Nobody wants to be there. Chance for everyone to have a run out, but at that time of year, Winter World Cup and all that, everyone just wants to get home, don't they? And then the final is on Sunday the 18th, and then we're back at it the week after that. Strange, isn't it? It's, well, it's Christmas the week after that, and then we're back at it a bit later, but um, you know what I mean. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll talk about the World Cup in a, in a separate section, won't we? Yeah, we'll do, we'll do that in part two. Yeah, a little two. bit. But, yeah. um, I, I, would, I would call it a preview, but it's not really going to be. It's going to be three men moaning. <laughs> three, that's <laughs> what we should rename this show. In all probability. Three so, men moaning. If you're buzzing for the World Cup, uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm sure but some people are. We've seen some of, the more, uh, some more of our games moved as well, haven't we? The Villa away game has been moved to Friday night, January the, Friday the 13th mm. uh, at 8 o'clock. Okay. Going to probably assume there's no trains back from that. Not not check, but it's it sounds late, doesn't it? Yeah. Although Birmingham to Leeds is doable, isn't it, on the cross country services? Yeah, probably. Well, Maybe. I've, I've just realised I'm meant to be at a birthday party in Birmingham on the Saturday and I was looking forward to potentially doubling up as an away day and yeah. a party, but obviously it can't do that now. Well got you could go down on the Full Friday. weekend. Full uh, weekend in Birmingham. You don't want to spend that long in Birmingham, do you? It's got lots to offer. I, I forget what <laughs> but there's some stuff there. Yeah, that Jack Ronnie Scotts, is that still there? The what? Ronnie Scott's, the jazz place. Oh, I've no idea. That's the only place I remember in Birmingham. Anyway, Brentford at Ellen Road, Sunday the 22nd of January. Uh, 2pm kickoff, the famous, oh, I hate those 2pm Sunday kickoffs are horrible. And it's going to be January as well when everything's bleak and no one's been paid yet hey, either. three so. men moanings, not till the World Cup. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, I can't wait for that. Yeah, woo. Yeah, those Sunday 2 o'clock kickoffs, they don't sit right with me. I much prefer the Saturday stuff. But um, will Ivan Tony be playing? That's the question. Mm. Interesting to see how that one goes. We probably should just tread carefully around that from a a legal standpoint. Well, they've said what he's done, and he's put a load of bets on. But yeah, charged. He's been charged with misconduct now. He has, hasn't he? Unless um, players are betting on their own stuff, it feels like a lot of this stuff seems to be about protecting bookmakers as much as anything, which seems an odd stance for for the football authorities to have. Although it does, there is a way if you think about it, like because betting is very granular now, isn't it? In that you can bet on like first yellow cards, time mm. of first corner, things like that. So it's open to manipulation and abuse. Yeah, but um, like Jordan Stevens, when he got his ban for betting, he was just betting on some football matches that yeah. he had no links to he was just sticking accumulators on and stuff and and when Trippier got a ban it was because he told some mates that he was joining was it Atletico Madrid at the time I think it was that transfer mm. so he told some mates about it and they'd put some bets on and then I think I presume a bookies had gone oh we've lost a load of money on this Yeah, and then he got a, a ban Trippier got a ban for it and you think well what what was Jordan Stevens? It was like six weeks, wasn't it? And he wasn't allowed contact with anyone at the mm. club and stuff. Like yeah, he wasn't allowed to the training ground and stuff. That was basically yeah. that he'd moved to Leeds and kind of found it hard to settle down and didn't really know what to do with himself. So he'd put some bets on, and then mm. they were like, "Well, right, you're gonna have a lot of free time now on your hands. What are you gonna do?" <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know what we don't know what Tony's actually done. He might he may have been uh, 
you know, sticking a million pounds on the throw at first throwing of the game or something, you know, that sort of stuff. But I, probably not, because I think footballers just have money and are bored, mainly. Yeah, so the main Leeds news then for this week, the friendly, as we mentioned, those moved games. Jesse's got a new job writing stuff for The Athletic. Um, we could cover that off now or in the World Cup. We've also got Bielsa potentially on his way to Bournemouth or Everton. Cody Drame links to Newcastle, Dortmund and Leverkusen. Update from the women as well who drew in the FA Cup. Penalty shootout. That's exciting. Uh, which they won 1-0. Yeah, it was... That doesn't strike you as a, a, as a, a high-quality shootout, does it? I mean, having watched the... Is it Papa John's? Yes, Papa John's. I, I get yeah. confused whether it's Papa John's or Checker Trade. Having watched that Papa John's shootout, I thought that would be the worst penalty shootout I watched this year, but nope. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, a one-note. Breakhouse managed to miss all five of their penalties. So yeah, that one, yeah, penalty shootout. What, what, what do I want to talk about? Do you want to talk about Jesse in the World Cup bit? Um, I mean, we people have been wanting him to get a new job. <laughs> yeah, and now he like gets that. one and people, people are, are moaning <laughs> I mean I suppose he's within his rights absolutely it's, it's completely harmless isn't it but the, the the people who are against this will turn around and, say, and I've got no particular view on it I don't really care either way I don't think it affects anything people will turn around and say right while, well you having not made a glorious start and then turned it around a bit you should be knuckling down and sorting out that defence that's what the critics are going to say people who don't care will go not bothered it's just a bit, of, bit of work. He's probably talking it down the phone. Someone's writing it down, recording it, whatever. Yeah, I really couldn't be bothered. I mean, part of me thinks it might be interesting. Part of me thinks it's probably going to be quite annoying. But mm. we'll see. Why? Why is it going to be annoying? It's just Jesse Marsh talking more, isn't it? And why, and why is it interesting? Well, to hear some brilliant insight from our manager and see what he thinks Sounds about like you want it both games. ways, Rob Conlon. Well, we'll see, <laughs> won't we? <laughs> I, I think you should spend all of that time with Junior Furpo. Just, just encouraging him. Just showing him video of stuff going, don't do that. Don't do that anymore. Don't do that. But yeah. in a positive way. Yes. He's yes. a positive guy, isn't he? Is this a safe time to segue into Marcelo Bielsa or should we just put a, put a drama-shaped buffer in, the, in there? Mm, Bielsa's the obvious place, isn't it? Um, yeah. I didn't like the Bournemouth link. It's not gone away yet either, has it? It's a bit awkward, isn't it? How did, how, how did you feel about the lectures in Poland? Did you see that, that he was doing mm. that presentation, wasn't he? And, and I think Clicky's name came up in the... Uh, that's sort of given me hope in that he was saying he's analysed Poland's last 50 games. I think, well, surely he's been too busy to have given the Bournemouth job and he thought. Mm. But then part of me worries that he's going to take the Bournemouth job and then just immediately sign Matt Click. So <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think he'd go to Bournemouth. Well, he hasn't yet. I know, but like, as they're not a team I ever considered he might join. Why? Does it, not, does it not sort of feel like it sits in his wheelhouse, maybe? No, I don't know. He normally goes to sort of kind of bigger industrial cities and clubs that have maybe got a bit more history I know that's probably harsh on Bournemouth but you know they're a fairly they're a fairly new Premier League team aren't they Bournemouth I, I don't think many people historically consider them to be a big club and they've got a really little stadium and Bournemouth fans will be hating this but I don't know I just don't I, it's not the sort of club I ever imagined him going to mm. yeah he sort of goes for the almost like midweight clubs doesn't he like upper midweight yeah they've, they've got yeah quite a lot of Potential, like a large, always fairly large fan base, a bit mental in certain aspects. And Bournemouth just seem a really nice, safe option. What, what is it about Lazio's fans that you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, yeah. Maybe not. I mean, for, he didn't stay there long. He didn't stay there long, did he? They're a bit too intense for him. Right? Yeah, they've got some intense views. A lot of them. <laughs> oh, that's, very, that's a great euphemism. Intense views. Yeah. Uh, well, they're um, very emphatic in some I, of the things think, they believe. I think it would hurt. If Bielsa went to Everton as well, See, Everton makes a lot more sense. It does make sense, but Bielsa. it would it would almost be a kind of almost a bit of a fuck you by Frank Lampard to get fired 
and then be replaced by Bielsa. I mean, he'd be dead funny in terms of, he'd hate that. He'd absolutely yeah. hate it. But it'd be, so it'd be funny from that angle. But you get the sense that he'd make them fun to watch. And mm-hmm. they're, they're about that same sort of size club, aren't they, in terms of like fan base stadium. You know, it, just, it feels a bit too close to home, I think. I quite, I really enjoyed Everton just hating themselves, though. I wouldn't, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want him to come in and give them enjoyment. It's weird because, like, the, the kind of grown up part of me thinks I should just think, as long as Marcelo's happy, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But then the childish part of me just thinks, no, he's ours. You're not allowed <laughs> him. No it's, way. It's like if you break up after like a nice, uh, like a long relationship, you've had some really good times and stuff, and you can break up and think, oh, well, look, I kind of hope they're, I kind of hope they're happy, whatever. But then it's if they got together with someone you knew, you'd be like, whoa, 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 not like this. Go off and be happy somewhere else. With somebody I don't know. Exactly. That was, that's horrible now. You've, you've completely ruined it. So, uh, yeah, we, we, we've got some we've got some decisions to make, haven't we, if, if he does join someone resolved an English issues. club. Like, yeah. we've got a little statue of him there in the corner and there's pictures of him about the place. And mm. Yeah, I mean, not to mean, not to mention the, the reorder of the merchandise we've just done. <laughs> well, Bournemouth or Everton fans could buy it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it says something about it that it's one of the best-selling items that we've got, mm. doesn't it, really? Yeah. Like, yeah, well, I guess we'll have to process Just get a job somewhere in another country, He, he really just needed to get that Bilbao job, didn't he? Mm. That would have been perfect. And yeah. also, I really wanted a trip to Bilbao. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been nice too. Yeah, I don't want to go to Bournemouth or Liverpool. Well, mm. not, not unless it's to watch Leeds. But yeah. So you d- could combine those. Somewhere, just go somewhere more interesting, is what I'd ask of him. Mm. Mm. about Cody Drama going somewhere more interesting these are bizarre links to Newcastle Dortmund and Leverkusen of all clubs is, it, is there anything in this or has he just got a really good agent makes you think doesn't it <laughs> it's, 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 it's a weird one drama because he's highly rated and for the 23s last year and the 21s this year you know he's looked good there was a lot of hype around him last season in particular albeit when we've seen him in the first team I know it's only been a handful of appearances he's kind of looked not very good, mm. but it's, it's but that it, you know it's a, a big jump up, and he's generally been thrown in in quite difficult circumstances. But then last January was quite weird the way he left on loan, which you know fair enough. I thought it was kind of admirable in one sense that he was taking his career in his own hands and went to Cardiff and did really well. But then the way he left and deleted all the Instagram photos of him playing for Leeds and mm. things like that, you do think it's you know, a bit that's you, a bit teenage breakup, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Do you not have someone advising you going? Just don't do that and then it'll yeah. be all right. And then, yeah, this season he's not really got a look and he played at Brentford, didn't he? Which wasn't his fault. It was an absolute horror show. But then it was... Did he look all right at Brentford? Well, Aileen came on and everyone was immediately like, oh, Aileen's better than him. Right. Um, but then it was the other week he was due to be in the squad against Wolves and Marsh said afterwards that he, uh, Drama had said he wasn't fit to play or be involved. Mm. but yeah it's all just very weird admittedly with Christensen and Aileen ahead of him you do think well where are you going to actually play I've just mm. checked our um, TSB Plus members scores and for that game against uh, Brentford he got 5.29 average score out of 10 but we did ship 5 goals so I mean what, what? did Diego Llorente get? <laughs> I think he got a 1 for that didn't he <laughs> Diego Llorente for that game got 1.15 out of 10 <laughs> average Okay, well, he's better than him then, I suppose. He's, yeah. he's five times better than him. The links to those clubs in particular does feel a little bit like the days of Monty Gimple. Where it was like, <laughs> you'd be like, oh, he's, he's been linked with Liverpool and Man United and that Barcelona. A, that's a great call. And Real Madrid, all these teams want him. And then it was like, can we see him play well? Nope. 
I was going to say Monty Gimple is a TSB guide in one there, isn't he? Yeah, it really is. He, um, he had some nice PR photos done, didn't he, Gimple? I remember there was one of him, I think there was one of him in a suit doing like an overhead kick or something. A Gimple suit. A Gimple suit, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. excellent. Yeah, it feels like drama, especially as there's Luke Ayling in the mix. He just needs to go play some football for a bit, maybe alone in the second half of the season. And then if Ayling is still around next season, you just see how it all goes, don't you? Oh, we need to make the decision that he's good enough to play now and Ayling's out of contract at the end of the season. That's what I mean. If, yeah. if Ayling's, but like, Ayling's going to, unless there's an injury, he's going to be here till the summer. So you just let him go play some football in the second half of this season, get some more air miles like, under his belt and mm. see what it's like when he comes back in the summer. He's got one more year on his contract after this season. Uh, twenty twenty four, I think it ends. Right, but yeah, it was it was it was strange last January as well, though, because when he left, it was when there were loads of injuries, and he probably would have got a game. And he did, and you think, mm. you know, you do need to get an opportunity and take it, like we've seen Gellhart do last season, like we've seen Somerville do this season. And it, you know, it's a big ask to for, to just drop a kid in and expect him to do it in one game. But but you do need to hang around and try and get some games, mm. don't you? I suppose. Yeah, but I suppose Somerville's the, the good example because he was apparently wanting to play some football mm. last January, wasn't he? And he ended up not leaving and then th- there was talk he could have left at the start of this season as well. And now, you know, we're, we're in November and he's our best player. And I think the, the Newcastle link is that they want him to be a backup anyway and mm. they, they need to improve their 21 squad. So you think, well, you're not going there to get ahead of Kieran Trippier. So it's a weird one. Mm-hmm. It is a weird one. And we'll see one. We never know. He might feature against Sociedad when we do that fixture and... Uh, Next next year is a glorious one for him. We'll see, won't we? Part He's one. a good player. Like every time I've seen him on the, in the under twenty, well, twenty ones, twenty threes previously, I've always thought he's good. But yeah, admittedly, his little brief appearances in the first team have been a bit hit and miss. Haven't they? There was the the Arsenal game when everyone was injured and COVID ridden, and it was he got a bit roasted in that. But you know, it wasn't it was not an easy game for him to come into. No, not at all. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. We're here to talk about the World Cup. There's no Leeds United preview, so let's preview the World Cup in Qatar. How are you feeling about it? Are you kind of the same as everybody else? A little bit nonplussed by the whole thing? Stupid, isn't it? It's cold and pissing it down and there's a World Cup about to start. <laughs> really, yeah. really not right at all. I yeah, I've never known 
a feeling like this around a World Cup where it feels like no one's bothered. But mm. maybe that's just me. I feel like every other World Cup, I've always known someone who's going, at least one person who's been going and like really looking forward to it. There's lo- well, there's loads of England fans there. You've seen videos of them. <laughs> I have, yeah. yeah. I don't think they've travelled far, a yeah. lot of those I haven't seen many fans, women though. either. The, lo- the more of the local England fans yeah. that have been paid to be England fans, been given a shirt, put this on and try to sing um, Three Lions if you can. Well, I'm just uh, just looking at the sort of weather. You're in the, the low 30s for weather at the minute in Doha as we record this. So it's 5pm on Thursday in Doha. It's going to be lovely in one of those tents. <laughs> 32 <laughs> degrees. But yeah, so generally the weather is is kind of in that ballpark. Sunday's looking cloudy, 29. Not too bad, is it? It is like a summer World Cup in, in Yeah, effect. it's not the weather that I object to. In, in, <laughs> the, weather, the weather here I object to because World Cup should be like... Yeah, it's going out with your mates, having getting a beer. Getting into summer, yeah. beer gardens. Watching it outside. Yeah, that sort of stuff. That's you, could, what, you could watch it outside. I mean, you, I suppose you could, yeah. That's what I objected. The, the weather there is fine. It's a stupid place to have it still. So you're just being selfish, aren't you? It's just because you want to enjoy it more from your point of view. Um, well, I think everyone could enjoy well, it more. Think, it was... think about the footballing hotbed that is Qatar that's been waiting for this for, oh, 12, for 12 years I know, now. a huge population of theirs and all the football culture. Do you have. do you detect a hint of uh, sarcasm in my voice, etc.? It's, uh, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? What about you, Rob? Just completely nonplussed. I, I don't. I mean, it's weird because my general enthusiasm for the England national team is probably mm. at its lowest anyway, which is strange. Is that Southgate though? No, I don't, I, not at all. Actually, I, I almost feel a bit sorry for Southgate because everyone seems to hate him, and he's actually been like the most successful England manager <laughs> of my lifetime. Mm. But it, it's weird because when I, I mean, when I was younger, I suppose you do get excited for major tournaments, and it's strange how. I actually probably hated all the players when it was like Terry, Lampard, Ferdinand, Rooney. But I would still get excited for a tournament. Whereas now, actually, I think there's players in that England squad who come across like actually decent people. I think over mm. the last two tournaments, they've conducted themselves really well. Albeit there's just a lot of things about England as a country, which I find quite minging these days. Mm. And the Euros in 2016, me and some mates went out to France to follow England in the group stage. And just saw a lot of minging behaviour like from the fans and there was the whole stuff around taking the knee for the previous tournament. I just think, ah, oh, it's a bit crap, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't really uh, make me feel like I want to get behind the boys and paint my face with the yeah, England I, flag and all that not, it's stuff. It's not that, like, it's difficult to relate to some of it, isn't it? I think. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I went, I went to the World Cup in 2006 and I have to say the, the bit, I went to one England game and it was probably the worst atmosphere of the whole tournament. Wor- was, worst in what way? Just a bit of an horrible vibe about yeah. around it. Literally, the only trouble I saw was to England in that whole the whole trip was to England fans fighting our train. <laughs> I just thought, just thought oh, don't do this, lads. It was only the Trinidad game as well. It was like a, a completely nothing game. There was no kind of rivalry or nastiness around it. And um, yeah, it's funny because yeah, you're right. You know, just thinking about this as an idea, I, I don't consider like I know obviously we're all Leeds fans first and foremost, and there are going to be Leeds fans who are also like pretty hardcore England fans and we'll travel and mm. stuff. But for me, if there's a Venn diagram, it feels like they're quite far apart, the two circles. I don't ever think of the England supporters as they've been the same as, as Leeds supporters. Mm. It feels like a, a two different separate bodies and maybe that's why I can't relate to it. I mean, in France, we just quickly realised that to have a nice time, we should just go where England fans aren't. And we did have an amazing trip. It was brilliant. But we did spend a lot of our time in France kind of apologising for the behaviour of <laughs> other people in England shirts. It's weird because like Leeds away obviously has a quite an edge to it. Yeah, I sort of enjoy that in a yeah. way that I don't, I didn't find I did with England. It's because is that it though? It's because that even though there there are 
similarities in some of the behaviours, which is, you've got to say is true. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely, yeah. But they're not your people in the same way that Leeds fans are your people. Yeah, and I think I think it's tagging it onto some of the sort of more nationalistic stuff is a bit, it's not really my, it's not really my thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but I agree, the, the squad as, as a whole is actually you know, reasonably likeable. I mean, Calvin yeah. Phillips is still in there, so. Yeah. But that's even then, nice. that's been tainted, hasn't it? Now because he's mm. gone and he's not fit either. I mean, the, part of the reason I think I, I'm lacking enthusiasm as well for this is that I just looked through the squad and it's it's just full of horribly out of form people who are probably <laughs> going to play. Like we're going to probably have to witness Maguire and centre back, and you know Alexander Arnold might end up playing at fullback despite the fact he's been terrible all season and a half fit Calvin Phillips stuck in midfield. And I don't know. I, I feel like I'm. I feel like it's not going to go well for us. This. I feel like it's got like. We'll probably limp past Iran one nil with like an 80th minute Harry Kane penalty or something. And <laughs> I don't. I, it feels like the momentum. I know it was only Nations League, but it feels like that momentum has been lost as well. Yeah, from from Euros and you know World Cup previous. There's just so much of it though, isn't there? As well, I suppose like the proximity to the Euros with that being held a year later. Yeah, and then this yeah. it's only what 18 months or whatever. Mm. It, feels really close and then you've had the Nations League thrown in the middle of that which really killed the vibe it feels mm. like yeah it's always a bit miserable yeah and not to mention obviously the regular football calendar has been squeezed hasn't mm. it post-Covid so it's, it's felt almost like relentless and it's hard to care it is really hard to care as much about them as like you do about Leeds but you see it's funny you flip that on its head when you look at like USA fans it seems to me like anecdotally anyway that there's a lot more of a relationship between like American fans and the national team mm. than maybe we get the same vibes in England you know like there's a lot of love for like Tyler Adams and Brendan Aronson I think it's part of the reason why American fans have kind of gravitated towards us because of the American presence Jesse Marsh as well because they didn't qualify for the last World Cup was it or they've not qualified recently anyway so I guess there's and without, without a strong domestic league as well to mm. to support it obviously one does exist but it's not of the, you know the same weight as you get in Europe is it yeah it does feel like it feels like a, something I've noticed where now we have American players is there's so much yeah, he's, like say he's geared towards just how our players doing elsewhere. Whereas I don't think there are probably many. Right. Like, you, you, were if, wishing, if, you were wishing injury on Harry Kane, for example, well, yeah. like <laughs> only it, a few days ago. If you're like, for example, like a, a Villa fan, I think I picked Villa because there's that the fellow who does the athletic podcast, the England ones. He's a Villa fan. It doesn't look anything like he sounds. It's really weird. I can't remember the guy's name now, but when you see him, you're like, oh my, I thought it was about 60, this fella, but he's actually quite young. But like, I don't think there'd be many like Villa fans, for example, who might, they might follow England, but I don't think they would be spending their the rest of the season going oh you know Harry Kane's doing really well I'm pleased I'm pleased for him to be doing well yeah and no we were sat there thinking he's a cheating bastard trying to run the referee <laughs> at the weekend weren't we exactly and I'll main, probably maintain that a little bit and yet he's probably one of the best hopes that we have of enjoying something on a national level in, mm-hmm. the, in the coming weeks and months I've got a, a funny feeling about this that because expectation has now dropped so much with England because of the, the poor performance in the Nations League relative to the success if you want to call it that of the of the Euros that because this tournament is so solid in terms of how it was awarded, the ridiculousness of where it is, it's just the sort of tournament England will do well in. They're going to go stink it out, but do, yeah. do it really well. Yeah. Yeah. I feel sorry if it seems like Wales who have qualified as well, who don't qualify for every World Cup. And like this might be, you might have waited your whole life and be like, yes, I get to go to a World Cup. And then you're sleeping in a shipping container in the desert paying 12 quid for a pint of Budweiser. And you just think, fucking hell, this is dire. Like, yeah. What have I done to deserve this? I just, but, I just want to see my country... Playing a big tournament, but as with all these things, stuck with this. as with all these things, though, don't you find that often? And actually, I guess you can relate this back to not feeling comfortable in the England end as much. It's to do with the people that you're with, isn't it? Like an experience like that will be dictated by the company that you keep. 
Well, to an extent, but... So if the Wales fans, you know, they're going to have a nice time together because they seem to travel pretty well and, and be a decent set. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they'll have a nicer time than, you know, a lot of people would. But at the same time, it just doesn't look very good, does it? Mm-hmm. And I, you get the feeling that even... I get the feeling Qatar maybe regretting the whole thing a bit of like, buyer's remorse you like the, 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 the fact that they've gone yes we've we've completely fairly won this event but now everything around it they seem kind of annoyed by they're like oh everyone's complaining it's not fair it's like well did you not think any of this through it's like they've, they're buying a stupid wild animal or something and then being <laughs> surprised when it arrives and fucking causes chaos I bought a jaguar yeah you're like oh it's, it's horrible he just keeps like biting me and stuff keeps shredding everything up so, well, yeah, this was this was obviously always going to happen, you idiots. Why didn't you? Why didn't you let someone else have it? it? Does have a bigger fire festival vibe to it, hasn't it? Like when you see mm. the accommodation as well, you think, oh my god, put a lot of football fans in that. It's not going to go well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we've got Dan James to like from a Wales point of view, though. Yeah. I mean, he's still ours. <laughs> he's still, you, yeah, but you'll watch that, and you and if you, when it comes to taking ownership of things, like yeah, he'll be one of ours. Yeah, like we'll, we we feel part ownership on Ben White, and we will Calvin to a, a greater extent as well. But then you'll you'll little. Dan James, little dizzle jizzle, you'll be um, you'll be behind him, won't you? Yeah, a bit. Of course you will. Who else? Who else have we got there? Um, Rasmus, Rasmus, as well. oh, Tyler Roberts hasn't even made it for Wales, has no, no. Who do we get? So three in total. Then who have we? Who have we got that's at the tournament? Dan James is ours technically. Aronson and Adams, Aronson still, Adams and uh, Rasmus, Rasmus, and that's it. Yeah, I mean that, there was um, that has stripped out a bit of the fun, hasn't it? It was Victor Alter a few weeks back. I think it was in the wake of the defeat to Fulham. He was doing an interview at a summit in Argentina albeit over Twitch, and he was asked about the impact of the World Cup mid-season and what it's going to bring to Leeds or what the problems are, and he, and he sort of made a joke about, well, you know, it means our players can be revalued, and he name-checked Mateus Click, Rodrigo, and Diego Llorente, and I thought, <laughs> very uh, optimistic of you there, Victor, and it's not worked out very well. Yeah, our international number nines are having a, they're having a tournament off. Mm, probably... Just... probably uh, there's still there's still young young up and coming tell fine me young though, men. Tell me honestly though, aren't you in a way given how balanced precariously balanced this season is a bit glad that they're not a lot of people are not going? Yeah, as much as I'd, as much as I'd like to see um, Adams and Aronson do well as well. Equally, a bit of me thinks if they just go out in the group stage and come home injury free, yeah, fine, yeah, because if they go deep into the tournament and they're still playing games in into the start of December into the middle of December I'd be thinking oh give him a break come on Somebody, somebody's going to try and boot Aronson as well because he's tricky and wiry I'd probably boot him if I played him <laughs> 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 looks the easiest thing to do oh uh, dear me so yeah I'd, yeah don't know come on then let's let's dig yeah, out Rodrigo looks like he's having a nicer time anyway he's got the Euro Disney with his, <laughs> with his wife and kid so he's got to think ah that's more fun isn't it well he's going to feature in the hero sections of Heroes and Villains in a bit yeah, I mean, yeah, you would, wouldn't you? I see, you see, was it Phil said that Sean McGurk has flown out to Dubai? Because there's a lot, I think there's a lot of shuttle flights running from like Dubai to um, Qatar for this. So you'd be able to stay in Dubai, which I think is a little bit more chill than than Doha seems to be at the minute. I thought it was waiting for a late call up, just in case anyone got injured. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> but yeah, it's, there's got to be something positive about this. What I mean, like a break from Leeds, even? Chance break for the players Leeds to have a nice thing is, I still watch it. It's, it's annoying because there's the point of like, should we even, should we even talk about it? Because. You know, is it is it not helping doing what they wanted to do? Well, by... are, we, are we enabling them? Do you mean? Uh, yeah, but then it's a bit. It reminds me a bit of like the Bates years at Leeds, where you're like, well, I like World Cups and I, I like watching games of football. So, like, do I have to not do that now because some dickheads are running it? It's a bit like you know, so if you're buying a ticket for under Bates, you're encouraging them. It's like, yeah, but 
I like going to Leeds games. Why should I? Why should I stop doing something I enjoy? This, just because there's, of... there's temporarily yeah. some bad people involved. In this, it. this is the same sort of logic being employed about Newcastle, though, isn't it? It's different, though. I think for Newcastle because that's well in Newcastle you get different layers of it because you get some of their fans now who will fully like go out to defend anything the Saudis do. That's different than just watching some football that's in a bad place. I was going to say we'll uh, we'll watch it, but as this podcast shows, we will talk about how shit it is constantly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't. What I kind of hope is that. England do well just so I've got some pleasure to be had from it. Because let's face it, if England start getting through this tournament and progressing to the later rounds, all this stuff is going to go out the window. Mm. You know, It'll be interesting to see how it looks though on telly. Because well, that's what I was going to say. I want England to do quite well to give me some enjoyment from it, but I want it to look shit as a spectacle. Yeah. To, to kind of, I'm pretty sure you should never have had it there. Told you so. Mm. Yeah. And I hope Qatar do very badly. That's the other thing. I, it's the opening game, obviously this weekend, isn't it? I'd love it if they'd like got absolutely spanked 5-0. And it was just it was just a complete non-event for them as a as a footballing nation. They were like, "Yep, turned up three games, goal difference of minus twelve, lovely stuff." I'd be quite I'd be quite pleased with that. Just to because they shouldn't have it shouldn't be there. They shouldn't be there. Fucking stupid, <laughs> full thing. <laughs> and we're off to North America for the next one, aren't we? I think we should go to that one. I mean, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? That's fine. Yeah, a bit there. There's only a degree of. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Of intolerance in America. <laughs> Let's see how Trump fares in his um, in his re-election campaign. But um, yeah, you can see the thing is you can see why it would be in America because you know it's a it's a massive sporting nation and it's got such potential and taking football around the globe and it's already got stadiums and it's got good cities and there's just so much going for it as a place to take a World Cup and then yeah, it's, it's the sort of place where you could go and get in like a camper van or whatever, something like that, and just tour around if you didn't go to games just yeah. be near, near the whole experience I was going to say there'd be actual accommodation to stay <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly some some rooms rather to stay than a, in rather than a prison camp yeah. one thing I'm looking forward to actually is to see how the semi-automatic VAR works in this tournament it should hopefully be an improvement on the I think where you're going with semi-automatic then I was <laughs> yeah. going to say Again, they, going back to America how they're dealing with the old protests um, but no the, the semi-automated VAR for offsides should be it should be interesting to see how that functions I hope that breaks as well yeah yeah (laughs) but it's it's got to be better than the the human drawing the lines bullshit that goes on now yeah maybe so so there's there's your positive this is what football has come to better VAR I hope the computer works better VAR I hope hope VAR breaks completely (laughs) during this World Cup I hope there's some dreadful there probably will be some dreadful decisions in favour of Qatar to be honest (laughs) as they they try desperately to maintain some some home interest in a tournament (laughs) there you go then Three men moaning. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it. Tune in next week. I'll just let you know the format, actually. We're going to give the usual stuff a rest, aren't we? Like across the course of the tournament. Not the moaning, that won't be evident. Oh, well, there'll be plenty of that. But no, we'll we'll, um, we'll come up with some sort of World Cup flavoured shows just to keep tabs on how things are going, how players are getting on and keep an eye on leads to see um, what's going on there. Um, so do stick around for that for the next few weeks. And we've, we've had some nice artwork drawn up, which if you remember USA 1994, it's a little nod in the direction of that. Um, So look out for that in your feeds next week. And we're doing heroes and villains in the final parts of this week's show. The last time we'll do this until we uh, get back after Christmas. Ken Bates Villain of the Week Award. Nominations for people who have made us a bit sad in the last week. These nominations are predominantly coming in from our TSB Plus members. We can obviously choose to adopt these, throw them out, whatever we want to do. Um, In the Leeds corner, Jesse Marsh, the defence, Cooper and Ayling specifically, in the opposition corner, Spurs as a whole, Harry Kane, the refs, VAR, uh, and others, FIFA for the World Cup, international managers for the World Cup, Pascal's Barber for the hair, and Bournemouth 
for Bielsa by the looks of it. Where do you want to go with this? Jesse Marsh, I suppose, starting him. He got a fair bit of flack from people for the for the subs. Joffy's mum's knickers. Uh, <laughs> we're, so, we're so sorry, Lynn. Has been in touch. Who nominates Marsh for his shit subs again? Um, who sends two kids in the 88th minute when they need 50 minutes or more? Useless, get rid. I mean, um, you only read that out for the name, didn't you? Co- absolutely. Correct. Yeah, it was funny. It made <laughs> me laugh. Um, yeah, and other people just kind of criticising the game management stuff. But as we said, I don't know. Bringing on a defender does seem sort of sensible in a yeah. way. I can, mm. I can kind of see why he would have done it. I think, as as we were sort of saying on, I think on Propaganda Moscow was saying, until he's got a sustained period of credit in the bank, I think from a run where you go, ah, we look good in this run, people are going to pick holes in everything that happens that's negative and maybe not appreciate the positive so much. But does he get nominated in the in the hero section that follows this? That's the question, isn't it? Uh, no, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think so anyway. Right. I mean, maybe, maybe someone said something nice, I can't remember. But yeah, I think I'm sort of where Roger is on, on him. He says the team seems to win or lose independently of him. Um, always a long explanation of the problem, but never seems to know how to solve it. Defending has been shocking all season. And that might be... Just, all, all managers, that, all managers do that though. Is that just minimising Jesse's role because we're still not sure of him? Yeah, that's. I think. I think that's unfair. I'm still not convinced by him, but I'm hoping to be convinced by him. But um, I think that's unfair because all managers explain the problem and say we need to do this better. I mean, look at Frank Lampard. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to compare Marsh to Lampard and his... Most of them, they all, but they all, they all do though, do it. Lampard does it slightly differently though because he says there was nothing wrong with my, my instructions. instructions. Yeah. It's the players who are not if everyone did as I told them, we'd be top of the league. But Marsh has said that about not mm. implementing game plans, hasn't he? Mar- yeah, mm. Marsh does have a touch of that where he was saying the tactics were fine. But, but, but that's, um, that's what they all do. You didn't do the tactics enough. <laughs> but, say, like, but, you know, Mikel Arteta, what, how, you know, where did it go wrong today? And he'd say the same thing. We, we made mistakes here and there. It's just what they do. Mm. I, I, to be fair, I've found it difficult to get too worked up about Marsh for this game. And it, it's been weird because, because he was given these three games and it, it was so obvious they were desperate to give him until the World Cup break. And it might be because the World Cup break is here and it just feels like a bit of a pause result of brief. But you do look back and think, well, I probably expected him to be sacked by now. If those three games, I definitely didn't expect us to get six points. Mm. I think whether it is because of him or in spite of him, they've got through it kind yeah. of thing. And it's, so. a res- it's a results-based game. And mm. if you get the results, then you're going to be judged well. If you don't, you won't. And we seem to be sawtoothing up and down between the two at the minute, don't we? But let's just see. Pick on Jesse, he's all right. Let him go. Go to his athletic column and have a nice time. And I'm quite, I'm as much as I've been unconvinced by him, I'm so glad we don't have to get back on the managerial merry go round and like, because we we'd be linked with Deitch and Allardyce and it'd be all those people, wouldn't it? And then Victor Alter would pluck someone out of the Macedonian third division and everyone would be cross about that instead. And I don't know, at least, at least we know what we're getting I mean, with no, Jesse. No manager's perfect, are they? So, you know, there's a lot to be said for stability. Yeah. And P- the players do seem to like him. Like they're still they're, they are playing for him, aren't they? I think the players. It doesn't. It doesn't have that impression of a of people trying to get him sacked. Yeah, not anymore. Anyway, maybe did a bit of um, <laughs> <laughs> some some of the earlier games, but the fact we've we've turned it around from that. Yeah, yeah uh, the defense gets picked out though. Having said all that, uh, for oh, the defense is fucking shambolic. <laughs> in particular, uh, Richard Butler saying um, collectively they need to start figuring out how to stop us looking so vulnerable. We leak goals so easily. I suspect it goes back to what I was saying about having seen Man City the other week. Better players, I think, is probably the only way that you get around this one. I don't think it, I don't think it is just better players. The, we concede the same goals all the time. If it was, it's not so much individual mistakes because it seems that the same the players will do the same stuff all the time. So it's I know, it, it, if it's so repeatable as a way to score against us, I feel like it's it's a 
fault with the system. I've inadvertently deleted the clip that in which this is addressed, but it was one of our uh, American. Well done. Yeah, so thanks, <laughs> American uh, listeners. Who so my apologies for for having deleted the clip, but uh, who, who basically said if you actually look at the defensive players that someone like Leipzig have, they're all quick and strong, and whereas ours are not, um, and that's maybe what you need. You need players who are better suited to dealing with the red ball requirements defensively. Mm. I mean, who knows? We may we may buy a, a left back that will no. solve everything. Never. <laughs> yeah. Or, or we might just try and talk up Junior Furpo again, which seems to be the, the preferred method of not buying a left-back, doesn't it? Mm. But, um, there was some singling out of Cooper and Ailing in among this. We also got picked on by Jane, Cowgirl Jane, says, y'all! In fact, you want to read the other good with the authentic no, American no, accent? No, you, no, come on, you do it. No. Come on, you do you do it. Go on. No, you're, you're, no you're, I, know, I know what Jane's voice is like, so it's I don't, really, I don't, it's really nice, so but I don't you, want yeah, to but, do it. Yeah, but it's, it's funnier then for if you if you make a sound like um, Jesse, your, Jesse from Toy Story. Do your nicest American accent. <laughs> Y'all for being a bunch of gr- fucking grumps. No, you've done it to, no exaggerate it, Michael. Oh, y'all for being a bunch of fucking grumps. There we go. That's it. Well, that's by one point. It's not, it's not a point. Um, <laughs> the number four team. And y'all sounded like you've been forced to kick puppies. I I, I quite like kicking puppies. So <laughs> stick to the facts. <laughs> Cheer up, says Jane. Uh, yeah. No, we're not having that. I don't know if we've even put that in. Why did I mention it? <laughs> I, say, I thought we were quite uh, positive actually after Spurs, considering. I mean, I mean, it was for Leeds fans. There was, there was anyway. a lot of fun to be had in that game, and you know we can spend our lives pulling it apart, can't we? With everything that's wrong, enjoy it. Harry Kane, opposition corner. Harry Kane, refs and VAR. We're putting. The, I like we're putting the refs and VAR in the opposition corner because they were clearly in favour of yeah. Spurs and Spurs in general. Boney, I'm not a fan. Wedge um, refers to him as Varry Kane, which is good. Varry Kane, Varry Kane, Varry, 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 Varry. Yeah, Kane. that one. Uh, and Jason Kay, who evidently is not uh, an Englishman, says, I know you English love your golden boy, but he's a horrible, cheating, dribbling bastard. Um, I mean, if you listen to Michael on the match ball, you you don't love the golden boy, and you've been nope. saying it earlier on in this show. <laughs> not asked. Nope, really don't care for him. Mm-hmm. I think we should send um, Joffy into his place. Uh, do you want to read out Lucy's comment as well? Because I think Lucy has really gone in with both feet here. <laughs> Um, on Kane which is what you wanted to see Michael fucking big six tosser who will no doubt lead England to pathetically limping out in the group stage disappointing an entire nation yet will still be chosen by Southgate and inevitably Fat Frank to continue to be a fucking useless captain and a relentless whining cheat excellent Um, the refs obviously got picked out by multiple multiple people the VAR for the whole push on Melier Uh, lots of F-bombs in this we probably don't need you know it's it's been said a lot we said it a lot so um, and Spurs in general as we mentioned with Boney M any others well, international managers get um, picked out for leaving out our fine young men from their squads. Uh, FIFA as well for this World Cup. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Patrick saying, vote with your remote, do not watch. I mean, the problem is it doesn't make any difference, does it? No. By not watching. You know, it, my, my, from my uh, from my time in, in in TV advertising, I know the ratings work. Unless you're on the bar panel, you don't really matter. So when you're on the bar panel, you get like a set-top <laughs> box that records what you watch. Yeah, there's about 5,000 households in Britain have them. All the TV ratings are taken from those. Yeah. So if you haven't got one of those, it's, a, it's a sort of it's a, they've done it in a, a vaguely representative way. So they've yeah. got the right amount of sort of demographically the right ages and split of ethnic groups and uh, yeah. yeah, a sort of a, a you know breakdown of Britain and then it's just factored up from that. Same so. with radio listening figures as well. Like that's this, even worse. That's just it's on ridiculous. A, a it's, diary. Isn't it? It's a written diary. They do do some like watches that listen to what you listen to, um, and there's some online aspects to it. But yeah, basically, like your average white person who's about middle aged. Is worth about a thousand in the population. But if you get into like ethnic minority groups, so if somebody who's say black gets a diary, it's multiplied a lot more. Um, right. So it's absolutely crazy. So diaries can go so X, Y, and Z. 
No idea. Completely made up on the hoof. <laughs> Michael, I feel like you're really deconstructing your time at ITV a lot more recently. Yeah, no, I'm it... talking about it a lot more, aren't I? Yeah. That, uh... It's like therapy, isn't it? I feel like it's that award has given you some security where you just think, oh, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going back ever. <laughs> yeah. No, but the, the TV... Making, making sure you can't. The TV... Re- I did that pretty... I did that a few years ago, to be honest. But the um, <laughs> the TV ratings, though, because because people are like, in TV, they're like, oh, no, that's, that is correct if, if a rating's high or low. But then you go, well, what's it based on? You go, well, this this thing, which is not yeah. not all that good, really. It works fine, actually, for main channel stuff, because if it's something on BBC One, there are millions of people watching it and there'll be, there'll be hundreds of people on the bar panel watching it but when it's like a, an obscure digital channel it will show us zero ratings because yeah. no one, none of the 5,000 homes happen to be watching you know Quest plus one at the point <laughs> at, at, at two o'clock on an afternoon yeah. or whatever that, which is when the EFL highlights are on <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, so if you're on the bar panel um, lie and say you're watching something else Yeah, the rest of us can watch it and say it's shit yeah fine so to conclude that point, that thought was don't really make any difference if you don't watch. And it's something to watch on telly, isn't it? That isn't relentless. You know, I'm a celebrity mm. strictly. If you're not into those things, watch a bit of football. I, I will probably watch like every game. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to be honest. But we're going to have to, to be able to talk about it. So anyway. don't have to speak to your kids then, do you? Oh, exactly. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be watching at least some of it with them there, which is only half watching anything because uh, I'm not getting Bor- Bournemouth get mentioned here as well, by the way. Nominations, just the whole Bielsa thing. Um, yeah, and Everton. Yeah, and Everton. I in, guess for the same. In the words of Will Smith, keep my ex-managers out of your fucking mouth. Name out of your fucking mouth. Uh, Pascal's barber, Dick Van Nook and Troll uh, says Pascal's barber is just a big, sexy catalogue model now. I want D'Artagnan back. Uh, I think he's. I think he'd still be a pirate. <laughs> Sounds like you're trying to see you can be a pirate. Want <laughs> to be a pirate? <laughs> you be what you want to be. Yeah. He's it's just like... cleaned up. He's just cleaned himself up. Exact, for, yeah. But he's he's. Back on shore for a bit. And yeah. he's, he's cleaned himself Taking up. Taking down the skull and crossbones. He's, yeah. Yeah. He's having a bit of shore leave. If yeah. pirates have shore leave. Yeah, and got some cream for that. Should we move on? Um, who's picking, who's your, uh, your villain of the week? It's got to be VAR and refs, hasn't it? Oh, I was going to say, I quite like the idea of sending Harry Kane off to the World Cup as villain of the week. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, actually, yeah. Yeah. For trying to, because he tried to run the refs, didn't he? So, uh, yeah. Fine, whatever. <laughs> FIFA can have it as well. And he scored the goal if he was a, proper England captain of any substance he'd have noticed that foul and said no that's unfair I'm yeah. not going to score gentleman's game and but all he's that a cheat. Yeah. right the Gitano Baradi hero of the week let's uh, also deal with the uh, the scores from the Spurs game Rodrigo you're, uh, you're man of the match 7.88 just pipping Cree Somerville 7.58 uh, we've got Brendan Rasmus Ilian and so on and so forth quite low marks I think for what was quite a good performance I think this feels like a little unfair from our TSB Plus members Jesse Marsh getting 4.06 out of 10 if you take the last 10 minutes off, these would probably all be above seven, wouldn't they? Yeah. Just everyone would be like, oh, what a brilliant win. Um, Michael Salisbury, the dickhead ref, gets 1.94 out of 10. <sighs> Ooh, I think that's probably by proxy for VAR as well. Uh, player of the year-wise, Tyler Adams. We had to increase the decimal places on this. It's getting so tight now. Tyler Adams with 6.943 and Aronson with 6.940 uh, with Melier just... Miles back. Just the shade behind with 6.922. Uh, Willie Nonto has now got 7.254, but it's based on only three appearances, so we've got to decide whether we factor him mm. in. At what point we, we factor him into this list. He was rubbish against Spurs. <laughs> yeah. And, Villain. Uh, and Jesse, 5.16 for his uh, season so far. Candidates for Hero of the Week. The main candidates, there are three, so it'll be one of these three. Rodrigo, who was your man of the match. Somerville just pipped, and Aronson just behind. And the weight of nominations kind of reflects that as well, doesn't it? Mm. I quite like Marvin's because he said it's got to be Rodrigo. 
I'd been very, very, very forgiving of him. And I was sat there watching and criticizing him until he banged in two, <laughs> uh, which I think is kind of what we, we were moaning about. That's him a exactly bit. the same as well. And again, we're like, he's not, I've not even seen him touch the ball. Oh, he scored. <laughs> oh, he scored again. All right, yeah, fair enough. Which yeah. is a striker's job. So if he does that, fine. Yeah, because I mean, it's, it's goals that keep you up in this division. He's on track for like twenty goals or something this it season. It would be incredible yeah. if he scores twenty goals and I'd still go. I think he's shit. <laughs> still, we should get rid because he's not. He's, he's evidently a talented player, isn't he? I mean, if we if he can get twenty goals, we we probably won't go down, will we? No, I say you, you score your way to safety in this division because yeah, that, that's generally the problem teams at the bottom have is that they they just can't they can't get the goals to keep them up. So. Yeah, just keep it's, doing that. And his celebrations are good as well. I enjoy the, the sort of flappiness. He's just so confusing because if you listen to, uh, I wrote about uh, about him for the blog and like if you listen to Jesse Marsh talk about Rodrigo and he talks about him like he's this wise old man and he's like the, the leader and part of the leadership council and he's so sensible and you know, he's all this experience. But then you watch him score and he just turns into this giddy toddler and you see him at Disney World. And you, I think, I prefer that Rodrigo. Let's just mm. let him be like the daft lad up front scoring goals. I, th- I think that that's one of the things that I always feel Bad, and as I said before, like on a human level, as I've got older, I've got more empathetic, and I don't like the idea of criticizing footballers in case it makes them feel sad. Mm. Like, Furpo seems like a really nice man, but I just I do struggle with his football. Yeah, follow him on Instagram. It's when you see him like just having a nice day out with the kids or whatever, and you yeah. think, Oh, I don't want to make you sad. You're just like at a farm or something. Yeah. You, shouldn't, you shouldn't be sad around cows, should you? And I really like Rodrigo strikes me as a, a, just a very nice man. Yeah. So I don't ever want to criticize him. Joffy's mum's knickers did. Although he does nominate him as... as there he just wanted to say that again. He's had so much shit and he really wasn't that good again. But he still, despite being the worst striker in the league, scored two fucking brilliant goals. He did fuck all the rest of the time, but what a return. Strikers are there to score goals. That's what they're there for, isn't it? Do you think Bielsa's broken us on this? Because we spent so long going, well, Bamford doesn't really score, but it's what he gives to the team and it's the whole collective thing. Yeah. Whereas just having a striker who maybe just... Well, look, I mean, we, we've said enough about Harry Kane in this show, but look at how he performs. He, he often doesn't do a, a right lot, does he? No, he, just, he just, he's pretty good. Yeah, but he he don't, <laughs> you don't see him like, charging about closing down, do you? But what I mean is... He links the play quite well, does Harry Kane. But, he, but he's just a devastatingly good striker when it comes down to those aspects of it. Yeah, but he also does... When he's playing a bit deeper under Mourinho as well, he was pretty good at that, putting through balls and... What's well, me told? Well, I feel like as much as I hate him, he should probably, should probably acknowledge he's quite good. But it was always the case with Enketia when I looked at him as a footballer and you know you start to imagine what he'd look like in our side. And I think, for what it's worth, had we got him in the summer, had he not stayed at Arsenal, he'd have been a good fit in this team doing the red ball penis ball. Mm. Uh, the red ball penis ball, rather. You know, running off the shoulder of the last defender and going through the middle and all that kind of jazz. I think it'd have worked. Um, so maybe in this system, you just need someone who can put it in the bloody net. And we've got two. We've got Somerville as well. Mm. He's good at putting it in the net, he so is, he's, he's yeah. nominated a lot. Yeah, he's been he's brilliant, isn't he? Turns yeah. out, don't know why we've don't know why we've not been playing him. Just scores in every single game. He's gone full Sonny Perkins. He has, he has. He's, no, I, I I kind of think he's just going to be in the scene for the rest of the season now, isn't he? He <laughs> wants <laughs> for the rest of his life. <laughs> no, but it'll be it'll whether be, he likes it or not. This has been his kind of. We, we said was it the breakout performance was like was it Liverpool was it maybe when he, he first stamped his authority on the on the first team position and now it just feels like he is just part of it, doesn't it? It's funny how that happens with players. Like, like for example, I'll give you like Joffy as an example. Crossed the Rubicon into being first team contention, like too good for the, the 21s, but has never like cemented his place in there. Mm. He's still trying to get established, find find where he where he belongs. Whereas Somerville, yeah, I'm just part of it now. It feels like with Joffy, whenever he's got close to starting a game, he's picked up an injury and then he he, mm. he ends up back in that position of coming off the bench and I don't think 
I don't think Marsh particularly does him any favours by bringing him on with you know four minutes to spare or whatever and be like can you go on and like do the Norwich thing again I enjoyed that one go go and score another goal and win it for us it was like when uh, Ayling got sent off at Arsenal last year and Joffy had finally got a start and then after 20 minutes he was taken off I think Marsh even then was like I didn't even play very well come on mate (laughs) bless him we need to have the ball for at least some of the time to say that about him Uh, the outsider for this one is Aronson as well Panchi wants to give him a nomination for uh, tricky feet and a constant threat but it looks like it's Rodrigo or Somerville given the whole four and four thing which, as Connor says, is a great knock. It is. I feel like I feel like Rodrigo. Yeah, it, don't he? Yeah. Especially as you know, if you're going to sit here and uh, and say he's not been up to much for certain games this season, you've got to acknowledge his scoring record and the fact that he, he seems to have hit a bit of a hot streak, uh, it, which it, which is all we ever want from him. Yeah, exactly. And he he also ordered a very small Mickey Mouse shaped pizza the other day because he put that <laughs> he put that on his Instagram for himself or for a loved one. Who knows? But he took a picture of it, and that was and that was nice. And that's all that matters. Um, so Rodrigo is the hero of the week. Then uh, our international, not international number nine anymore, because mm. he's not off to the World Cup, is he? But like, like you said earlier on, Michael, I'm kind of pleased he's going to Disney <laughs> rather than Qatar. That wraps up the weekly show, which will we'll take a break in its usual format. We'll be back with sort of the World Cup diaries across the next few weeks, heading into Christmas, and we'll be back with all the usual stuff just before Christmas. We'll speak to you soon. The Square Ball Podcast. 